This is Dr. Shannon M. Clark with A Doctor Delivers Podcast, and today I am discussing dental health and pregnancy with dentist Dr. Sarah Larai. Have a listen. Hi there. Can you hear me? I can hear you perfectly, perfectly. We on live. (laughs) We on live, that's right. So I was just telling them, I uh, virtually met you first through TikTok at Dr. Sarah Larai. She has some amazing content there. And then also on Instagram. And I was telling them that um, this topic has actually gotten a lot of attention and a lot of questions. Um, And I feel bad that I didn't address it earlier, but I guess it's something that's not really talked about. Would you agree? Yeah, I agree. Um, It's kind of sad, actually. But I mean, um, I'm really excited to be a part of it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I think people will learn a lot. Yeah, we're going to talk about, you know, first talk about why dental health, why things, changes occur in your mouth when you're pregnant mm-hmm. and it does happen. Um, what you can and can't do when you're pregnant. And we're also going to dispel some myths at the end. So let's talk about first. So let's talk about what, uh, what physiological changes, you know, pregnancy has a lot of physiological changes in the entire body. Okay. And your mouth is no, no uh, exception. So what are some of the more common things that we see physiologically that, that occur with pregnancy as far as the dental health and, and the gums and everything? Well, there is a lot of demands when you're pregnant, pregnancy demands, you know, uh, women have morning sickness and Mm -hmm. so they are throwing up more. So they have lots of acids, they have reflux, acids coming up in the mouth that are, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. eating away at their teeth. Um, We have changes in diet Mm -hmm. as well when we're pregnant because, you know, cravings, people eat more sugars, you know, sugars lead to cavities. Mm -hmm. Um, We have increased hormones in pregnancy, and those hormones lead to uh, increased swelling in the gums, and the inflammation is just exacerbated. Yeah, and the inflammation in the gums from swelling, which people don't really think about. We know our legs get swollen. We know things like, you know, that happens in pregnancy, but our gums do get swollen. So what I understand is that that can allow trapping of food uh, and that can ca- lead to right from some of the swelling or if you're not, uh, you know, uh, not getting all the food out. Um, well, the-, the food leads to the swelling. So just like oh, okay. to understand how it happens, I, you have to understand like the, the body, how it responds to trauma or injury. Mm-hmm. When you get a cut, your body sends blood there to fix it because okay. what's in our blood fixes it, you know, the platelets, etc. And then you'll get swelling because of the, you know, increased blood supply to that area and such. Same thing in the mouth. When we have debris left over in between our teeth, you know, if we don't floss, brush our teeth, um, our gums, they want to fix that yeah area. Our body wants to fix it. It sends blood there to fix it, but it can't. It just needs to be brushed off, flossed off, you know. So constantly sending blood to an area that Mm. is injured or in, you know, trying to fix it, and it can't. So that's why when you do floss, when you have swollen gums, you bleed. You might bleed more, yeah. Right. So just understanding, like, initially, that's what causes the swelling, you know. Okay. And it's just your body trying to repair itself but it can't so and you also mentioned and I see this a lot with my patients that have nausea vomiting or pregnancy or morning sickness and also the ones that have the more severe form which is hyperemesis you mentioned about um you know having vomiting and a lot of reflux with those conditions causes the the oral oral overall oral cavity to be more acidic which is what we don't want 
So if you already have an acidic, you know, your mouth is becoming more acidic and then you might have plaque that's already there um, before you even got pregnant, um, the acid's going to make it even worse. And that can predispose you to having more bacteria, which could lead to more irritation with the gums, uh, cavities and make things worse. Um, So one of the things we tell patients is we need to make sure we address, and I know it's the last thing you want to think about when you're throwing up for the first several months of your pregnancy, but we got still have to take care of our teeth because I've seen several women with, with nausea vomiting had dental issues later on in the pregnancy. And one of the things we tell them, you could correct me if I'm wrong, that you can rinse with, um, if you are having episodes of vomiting, as soon as you can rinse your mouth with water to try to get some of that acid out of your mouth. And what's this about uh, washing? And then you recommend washing with like a mild uh, mouthwash with fluoride. Would that help as well? That helps you. You know, yeah. they say don't brush your teeth right after you throw right. up because of the acid. You're gonna yeah. rub off the enamel off your okay. teeth. Okay. So when you do rinse with water, get some of that acids off your teeth um, and that just disgusting taste yeah. off your mouth. But yes. If you use a mouth rinse that has no alcohol but has fluoride in it, okay. the fluoride will help strengthen that enamel so it's not broken down by the acids that are right. coming up. And then the other thing is uh, um, sugar-free gum. So sugar-free yeah. gum, and I, it's, actually chewing gum is one of the conservative measures we tell them with nausea and vomiting to help decrease the episodes of nausea. So chewing a sugar-free gum will also help to increase the pH of your oral cavity as well. So that's another thing that, that you can do. Um, so, yeah, we have the, you know, nausea vomiting of pregnancy, early in pregnancy, that can cause, uh, er- you know, your mouth to be more acidic, acid erosion of your teeth. We have the physiological changes with the swellings of the gums. Um, and, then one, and then the dietary habits. Because you do get cravings. And for a lot of women, the cravings are more sugary-based. Mm-hmm. So what you normally wouldn't have eaten when you're not pregnant, you might be more uh, willing to eat when you are pregnant. So we have to keep right. that in mind that a lot of our diets change. The only thing I want to ask you about is that we hear something that's called pregnancy gingivitis. Mm-hmm. What is that? Well, everybody has a little bit of gingivitis, you mm-hmm. know, all of us do. It's just inflammation of the gums. But during pregnancy, it is increased, okay? Mm-hmm. So you see it more and worse than you do mm-hmm. it when you're not pregnant. And usually, again, it's because of the hormones. Yeah. Um, a lot of uh, nursing moms will also have it. Okay. Uh, but, you know, some insurances will cover a third cleaning in a year because they yeah. understand that this is a problem, you yeah. know, so it's important to know that, you know, when you are going to your dentist, that your insurance benefits may include an additional yeah. cleaning because, you know, they do um, acknowledge that that is a problem. Yeah. During so pregnancy. I read a statistic that nearly 60 to 75% of pregnant women have gingivitis or get it when they're pregnant. And if you have some issues with your oral overall oral health before you get pregnant, and then you add that on top of it, you're more it likely to have more predisposing to, to, to cavities and making it worse when you're pregnant. And then the other thing is, and let's just say it, women traditionally avoid the dentist when they're pregnant. And I, I am not sure why. We want mm-hmm. to try to dispel that uh, here. That you we still, want to say do more, go more. <laughs> you need to, you need to, because and we'll get into this later about the, more of the importance for the pregnancy itself as uh, for having good dental health. But don't avoid the dentist. Um, right. You know, get your routine dental care, your routine exams, whatever you were supposed to be doing, still get when you're pregnant. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, the other thing that I wanted to see, we were talking about, we uh, what? So what? 
one of the other things that we don't uh, really talk about is that your teeth can get loose when you're pregnant and that's from the hormonal changes too. So you might have more mo mobility in your teeth. So you might feel that. Um, and we also, let's talk about cavities. We already touched on it a little bit with everything that we just said, obviously that's going to predispose you to cavities. But another statistic I saw about cavities is this um, one in, well, one in four women of childbearing age have untreated cavities. That's a lot of women that are potentially getting pregnant that are ha already have cavities and they add pregnancy on top of that. They're not seeing their dentist. They have all these other changes that are going to make their dental, uh, uh, oral health worse. And then you, by, I've seen tons of women in the second and third trimester that are having abscesses that are having really leftover untreated dental conditions that have just been neglected. So do you see that a lot? I see that a lot. I mean, if you're going to neglect your care and not go in regularly and it gets worse during pregnancy, you know, we can't like just say it was because of pregnancy yeah. it could have been you know addressed yeah. earlier but because of pregnancy and all the stuff we talked about and the eating more sugars yeah. and things it speeds things up a yeah, lot of course you yeah. know how mm -hmm. cavities form is you know the bacteria in our mouth they yep. feed off of the sugars so they eat the sugars in our mouth and then they basically poop out acids mm -hmm. so they secrete acids and that's what breaks down our teeth and, you know, gives us cavities. So I think um, you don't get that just because you're pregnant. Right, right. But, right. you know, I, I do it, see. Yeah, there's usually something already going on. Yeah. And the pregnancy makes it worse. It's not like all, right. I had a perfect dental health and then all of a sudden I'm having a needing a root canal when I'm 28 right. weeks. These right. are things that are probably going on. So moral of the story is this. Number one, get your dental health, you know, main, but especially if you're trying to conceive or reproductive age, make sure you're getting just like you would do your pap smear, just like you would do anything else, get your dental health addressed and do your annual exams or get your teeth clean cleanings. I get mine cleaned three to four times a year. Um, and that's because I, I have, I, everybody in my family gets plaque really easily and I'm one of them, but you know, like Dr. Lorai said, your insurance will likely cover two to three cleanings a year and mm -hmm. may even add an extra one when you're pregnant. So always check and see what your dental coverage uh, uh, will allow. Uh, yeah, definitely have, getting, you know, dentally healthy before trying to conceive mm -hmm. is really important. We were talking about the inflammation in the gums, yep. you know, when, when you have that and you bleed, you know, what's in your mouth travels through the rest of your body. It can yeah. actually target your fetus, you know, so yeah, we'll getting talk, we're healthy yeah. like that is important. Yeah. And, and, you know, we think about everything else we're trying to conceive. We want to ex, you know, exercise, do everything, but we don't really think about our teeth and we need to think about that. So there's, you know, it's a total package here. We got to think about everything. So let's go. We already talked about preventative dental cleanings and annual exams are not only safe, but they're recommended. So we need to keep doing those. Now let's talk about the dreaded. Can I get a dental x-ray when I'm pregnant? Absolutely. So we yeah. use shields. Mm -hmm. um, and in my office, we're digital, and I think a lot of people mm -hmm. are going away from film and into digital. Um, the radiation is less, the exposure time is less, mm -hmm. and, you know, again, we shield. Now, we're not going to sit there and take a full series of yeah. unnecessary x-rays, but when you come in for an emergency, we, we can definitely take an x-ray. And, and, and it's especially you. true if there's a condition that needs to be addressed. You know, yeah. if you haven't had any issues, you, you begin any routine care and you talk to your dentist, they may decide to just, you know, we're, we'll clean your teeth. You haven't had any issues. 
we can wait till later in pregnancy. But if you have an active issue and they need to see with an x-ray, that is safe in pregnancy. Um, so I want women to understand that, you know, and, and it's hard to tell a woman, you know, you have a cavity, you need a root canal, you do this without getting an x-ray. So they're going to right. recommend that. So we just want to let people know that, that it is uh, safe. So anything that requires immediate treatment, um, some of the things like if you need a root, like I said, a root canal and extraction, anything like that, it's, it's ideal to get your x-rays so that the dentist could do what they need to do. Um, the other thing is, you know, you hear that you want to get it done in a second trimester. From, and that's not because of risk to baby. Well, that's because why that is because as you get into the third trimester and you're laying on your back, you know, a lot of women get woozy because the yeah. uterus is big. So that's yeah. why if you, you know, you're needing dental care, get it done the second trimester because that big uterus is not pushing down on your blood flow and making right. you get lightheaded. So that's why, not because there's a, um, a more specific risk to the baby right. in the third trimester. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, okay. What else? Oh, let's talk about elective treatments. What if I'm like, 16 weeks and I want to get my teeth whitened or I want to get cosmetic procedures. Is that something I should wait for? Definitely. Yeah. I don't really recommend bleaching your teeth, yeah. you know, while you're pregnant or honestly going back to the uh, having morning sickness and stuff. I, who, who really wants to do that? But if they do, you know, I don't recommend doing any cosmetic work or yeah. bleaching teeth. No. Yeah, and yeah. So anything elective, meaning it's not necessary, um, but right. maybe you are someone who likes to get their teeth whitened before pregnancy. You might do it while you're, you know, before you're deciding to try to conceive, and then wait until after you're, you're you've delivered. Right. So elective treatments are discouraged because they're not yeah. medically necessary to do um, when they're when you're pregnant. Okay. Next question is medications. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I and I get that women want to avoid things that's not necessary, but I'm going to mm-hmm. make this argument. If you had a urinary tract infection and you need an antibiotic. You're going to take it it. because you don't want it to get to pyelonephritis or a kidney infection, which can put you in the hospital. That's why we're very uh, aggressive with treating women with urinary symptoms. Same thing. If you have a dental condition where your tooth is really inflamed and it's an infection or potentially an infection and you need an antibiotic, should they take it? it. Yes. When the (laughs) benefits outweigh the potential risks, we, we take it. Definitely. Yeah. So there, if you're, if it's recommended that you take an antibiotic, it is, and there are plenty of antibiotics that are safe there in pregnancy are. in all trimesters. And if you need it, you should take it because the consequences of the infection getting worse, causing an abscess to where you need a much bigger procedure uh, mm-hmm. are much greater than taking a, taking an antibiotic. So I just want women to understand that, that that is safe. The other thing is like if they need to go have a cavity fixed or a broken tooth or, you know, worst case scenario, root canal or a tooth pulled, um, what do you guys typically recommend as far as for, obviously for pain? What, what can we give them for pain? Um, we can do the, the most I've ever given, you know, is like Tylenol with codeine. Mm-hmm. Um, you no, I mean like get, for the actual extract, like for the ex- actual extraction. Oh, you mean lidocaine? Yeah. yeah, yeah lidocaine. Yes. You can do lidocaine and, um, uh, you can do lidocaine even with epinephrine. Some people choose mm-hmm. not to use the epinephrine, mm-hmm. but it is safe to do that. It's, mm-hmm. it's, and it's a local life anesthesia. is like yeah. 90 minutes, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, yeah, it is a local uh, anesthesia. And if it's needed in order to have dental work done, because your dental, dental condition is causing you pain, infection, inflammation, and making things worse, then you need to have that address. So, you know, giving lidocaine in pregnancy is perfectly safe for those, yeah. for those indications. Um, mm-hmm. Of course we want to give this, the least amount we need is like, we're going to give you a bunch of lidocaine you don't need. And, and that's not going to happen. So, mm-hmm. you know, we keep in mind how much you need and make sure you're comfortable. The other thing to remember too, 
is that if you have, and I've seen someone with some really painful dental conditions and that is stressful and that's stressful on the pregnancy. So, right. The, well, sometimes, you know, the infection itself, when we yeah. do give an antibiotic, it does not fix the situation yes. with dental. Yeah. When you get an antibiotic, you're either going to get a root canal or get the tooth pulled is the only way to get rid yeah. of that infection. Mm -hmm. So sometimes when they have a serious infection, a massive infection, we do need them on antibiotics initially yeah. um, because the anesthetic doesn't really work in okay. that environment, right. you know, so we do that to make them a little bit more comfortable so we can numb them and we can do the work. Yeah. And also that, you know, being in pain and, or being in pain during a procedure, we want to get you comfortable so that it's not stressful to you or the baby. Right. So if you need lidocaine and you need uh, pain medication after, you know, that is something that, you know, needs to be done for, for you and for, for baby. I um, always call the pharmacist too. Yeah, I do yeah. I, not just the OB, but when I prescribe pregnant, when, you know, I just call and just make sure I'm like, I'm giving them this. Do you yeah, see yeah, anything, yeah. you know, contraindicating yeah. and yeah. Yeah. Good. And as far as, and we already touched on the antibiotics, you know, there are plenty that we can give for all mm -hmm. indications and, um, needing it for dental health is no different than if you had any other infection in your body while you're pregnant. Um, and you know, there are actually consequences of leaving your uh, infections in your mouth untreated. And we'll, we'll get to that. Um, and we already talked about the x-rays. Um, so one other thing I want to, I have the whole thing there. Um, oh, the cavities. We talked about the one in four cavities. And then, okay, so we hear a lot about period, periodontal, is it periodontal disease or periodontitis? Yeah. Okay, it's a big right. word. periodontitis. So what's the difference between that and gingivitis? So gingivitis is just like the inflammation of the gums. And okay. if you do better, you know, with brushing and flossing, your gum swelling will go down. So periodontitis, it is an advanced form where okay. that, swelling where that um, it, it actually there's destruction of the gums and the bone supporting the teeth. So okay. it, it, it's inflammation oh, okay. that affects the gums and also eats away at the bones that support, support your teeth. And that's how tooth, you know, people lose their lose teeth, teeth become right. over time. So that is no condition. Uh, sorry, you cut off. So you, the I had a phone call come in, so it cut you off. So you, you said it can cause the to teeth, the teeth to, to decay, and that's how people can lose their teeth. Um, it causes right. the bone. To, you lose the bone, bone. You lose okay. gums. You okay. know when you see that. Yes, loose teeth, yeah. more mobility. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then one of the stats that I read was that uh, approximately forty percent of pregnant women have some form of periodontal disease. And this is where we're going to get to where it can get uh, uh, affect the pregnancy. There have been a lot of studies about um, periodontal disease or bad oral hygiene and the risk to baby in the pregnancy. And there have been mm -hmm. several studies that have suggested that um, and, and potentially there is a cause or a link between uh, especially periodontal disease and preterm labor, which can lead to low birth weight, you know, and early delivery of babies. So it, it is important to know that it, it does exist. And there is a potential uh, complication with preterm labor. Um, and if you have uh, bad periodontal disease or bad in, uh, cavities or infections in your mouth, because it's a bacterial, it's, full, it's a environment full of bacteria and the bacteria can go into the pregnancy and cause you to go into preterm labor. So that's even another reason to make sure we get our dental care. Exactly. When we're pregnant and, and beforehand. Yeah. Um, go ahead. 
I think they talk a lot about, you know, without really getting into physiology, but yeah. you know, the, with all the inflammation and all the cytokines that are produced yes. and yes. Um, it, it is one of the things that leads to the preterm labor sure. where mm -hmm. people, you know, their water breaks early, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and that's from those effects. Well, I mean, it's, I'll use a urinary tract infection thing. You have a mm -hmm. urinary tract infection that goes into a kidney infection um, for whatever reason that can cause preterm labor and can yeah. cause preterm delivery. So mm -hmm. any kind of infect infection in your body that is significant enough um, because of the reasons Dr. Dr. Rice said from the inflammation, the cytokines, you're causing contractions. And then also the actual bacteria can lead to uh, preterm labor or preterm contractions, which may, which may or may not result in at actual preterm delivery. Right. Yeah. And I, and I, and I have seen that. So it, I know it does happen. Um, okay, so let's go to, there were some things I was reading about, um, one more thing about the, the x-rays. So mm -hmm. the American College of Radiology, ADA, American Dental Association, and ACOG, which is the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecology, all say that when an x-ray is needed in pregnancy to diagnose or treat or help to treat or, you know, make a, a treatment plan, it is safe to do in pregnancy. Um, with appropriate shielding. So we don't want women thinking that uh, because the dose of radiation and exposure is so minimal and they don't take a bunch of extra x-rays that they don't need. Right. So just so you know that those three societies all recommend it. And um, I don't want women thinking that it's not safe. And it's, you know, part of our exam, you know, when yeah. I go see a patient, part of it's a clinical exam, I can take a look and see what's going on, but mm -hmm. I can't see in between teeth. I can't yeah. see under the gums, you know. So yeah, x-rays are really important in diagnosing. Yeah. And then there's some suggestions uh, just in general. I have a list here. Um, we already talked about what the, you know, the eating the balanced diet and making sure that we're brushing and flossing, which I'm terrible at is flossing. Mm -hmm. um, but brushing and flossing in pregnancy, getting your routine exams, getting one or two or even three cleanings possibly during the course of your, your pregnancy is fine. Um, now, do you, does a woman need to let her dentist know that she's pregnant or trying to conceive? Is that important for you to know? Oh, I think so. I, yeah. I think it's important for me to know. Um, we can talk a little bit about some of these things, like you said, you know, yeah. going over the brushing and flossing and again, why it's important, you know, morning, night, in the middle of the day, you talked about it a little bit earlier, but um, chewing sugar-free gum. I always say sugar-free gum with xylitol, mm -hmm. it almost replaces uh, tooth brushing in the middle of a day, you know. Yeah. It helps you produce more saliva. Saliva yeah. washes away the bacteria. It, you know, buffers the acids in your mouth. So, you know, doing that, using a home rinse with no alcohol, with fluoride, fluoride added, very good, you know. I'm talking about diet things, you know, making sure they're taking vitamins that they understand that you know your sixth week of pregnancy your pri the baby's primary teeth are forming mm. you know so it's important that they are taking vitamins supplements and mm. such you know yeah and the, and the whole thing with, uh, with prenatal vitamins prenatal vitamins anybody of reproductive age should be taking women that are trying to conceive should be taken pregnant women should be taken and postpartum women should be taken yeah. taking them um, because there are a good roundabout, if you will, prenatal vitamin that has what you need. And we'll touch here on the postpartum period because what I see is that things might have been, you may have, may have been able to get through your pregnancy without addressing something, and then bam, you're postpartum with a neonate and you're having even a harder time to get into the dentist. And then you have some kind of dental emergency or major thing that needs to be treated, which is definitely harder to do once you have that newborn at home. Would you agree? <laughs> 
Right. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, yeah. you know, make sure you, you keep taking those prenatal vitamins and um, address anything, especially uh, in, and understand that these things, these things can still happen in the, in the postpartum period as well. Yeah. So just in general, elective procedures, teeth whitening, cosmetic dentistry, postpone until after you're pregnant. If it's um, a non-emergent dental condition, we try to wait until the second trimester if we can. If it's an emergent dental condition, um, then you got to do it whenever it needs whenever. to be done, no matter what trimester, because you get got to get that taken care of. Yeah. Um, okay, that was that. And now let's go over, let's see if there's anything else on my list so I can stop grilling you. Let's go over some myths. These uh -huh. are some good myths. Okay. We already talked about one. It's, it's not the dentist business, whether or not I'm pregnant. Well, it is. Um, it is. You would give them your medical history of anything else. Why not let them know that you're trying to conceive or pregnant for the reasons that Dr. Larai said. So if you're coming in and you're trying to conceive, then she can come up with a treatment plan for you as far as when you should come in to get your, your, uh, your oral health assessed. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing, um, your, does you, my myth, your oral health does not affect your baby. True or false? Well, I said, I give it away. Myth. We already <laughs> talked about that. It can affect the baby right. by having preterm labor and delivery. So we need, especially if it's a significant enough condition. So we need to get that addressed. Mm -hmm. um, we already talked about whether or not pregnant women should avoid dental work. I think we've all agreed that we should not avoid mm -hmm. dental work. Mm -hmm. um, and here's a good one that I got a lot of questions about. I hear all the time, pregnancy leaches calcium from your teeth. Is that mm -hmm. true? It is not true. That is one of the myths, you know, um, your bones can be de depleted of calcium yeah. when the body needs it elsewhere, but your teeth are unaffected by that. So no, the calcium stays in your teeth, but you know, our body doesn't make calcium. So again, why important to let everyone know to take supplements and, yeah, and you know, and in the prenatal vitamin, we're going to have yeah. that extra calcium too. The prenatal vitamin plus a well-balanced diet should give you the calcium you need. Right. But if you still are calcium def deficient for whatever reason and the baby needs more calcium, it's not going to take it from your teeth. It's no. going to take it from your bones. And that is also true in the postpartum period when you're breastfeeding. Your calcium is typically replenished once you stop breastfeeding. So mm -hmm. um, continue to take those uh, prenatal vitamins too. So all the, all the women that are t telling us that uh, – and I had someone comment that um, I've been pregnant kind of back to back. And that's why my dental health is bad because my baby keeps babies keep taking my calcium. That's not true. Not Sorry. True. It's not There's true. something else going on. <laughs> There's something else that's going on. And um, we, uh, you know, we talked about it here. We're not going to point fingers at anybody, but no. uh, you know, keep taking your prenatal vitamin to get your, your dental health uh, assessed. Um, and then we also kind of talked about this morning sickness is unpleasant, but harmless. Um, well, first off in general, morning sickness is not harm harmless. We can't get to a position where it's called, um, uh, hyperemesis gravidarum. And that's a more severe form of morning sickness, but regarding to, in regards to your dental health, we just explained earlier at the top of this, that it's not harmless and it can potentially cause more, more. Do, do you treat a lot of women or see a lot of women that have hyperemesis or nausea and no. vomiting that have had? Well, I mean, with it, not with that yeah. level, but yeah. yes, you know, we see a lot of patients that'll come in in their first trimester yeah. and they're like, I don't know if I can get this cleaning because I'm going to throw up, you yeah. know, I feel, you know, and we just do the best we can. We'll reschedule them to come back at a mm -hmm. different time, you know, things like that. But um, we do see a lot of people with the nausea. I mean, yeah. 
I had three pregnancies and I was sick for the first three months, basically. <laughs> went for every one of them, yeah. So that, that is another thing that morning sickness is not. And we already gave some tips at the top of this discussion on what you can do um, to, uh, to help alleviate um, some of the symptoms and, some of the, and also increase the pH of your oral cavity um, from all the episodes of vomiting. But I do feel for you because I was one of those people. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's talk about this. And we did a video together about it. You know, I, I'm an obstetrician, you're a dentist. And it seems like if someone needs something done dentally and it's like, we can't get the OB to sign off. We can't get the dentist to sign off and it goes back and forth and back and forth. And sometimes I'll even write out a letter I'll write out and I'm in the other way around and it still doesn't get you anywhere. And I will admit we are at fault. Both of us dentists Mm -hmm. in general and OBGYNs are at fault for not addressing it because for whatever reason, what can we do to make that process better for women? Or what I would think, you say? Yeah. Or, and how can okay, we, how I'm going to tell you what I think. Okay. I think that as a woman, if you have your group of providers that you trust that are, you know, you shouldn't be meeting me for the first time when you're pregnant as a dentist. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you should have a family dentist. You should be taken care of every six months and they should know you, you know, you're OBGYN, you're not going to meet them during delivery. You know, if you have this network of providers that you trust and you feel comfortable with, I think that is a really good start, you know, and you can connect these people and say, you know, I've been going to this person. I, don't have if you give a thorough medical history, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of times, um, some patients will come in with, you know, history of a lot of miscarriages or Mm -hmm. infertility Mm -hmm. treatments and things like that. And they're, they want to I did IVF. And I know that Mm -hmm. I didn't want to do anything Anything, that would risk me having another miscarriage. I wanted to make sure I don't eat any lunch meats. I didn't do this. I didn't Mm -hmm. do that, you know? So um, they're a little bit more leery about coming in because they want to be more careful and not do anything. Not that what we do will cause that, but I get it. A lot of times you understand with, you know, miscarriages, we really don't know what happened, you Mm -hmm. know, you can't really say why, you know, so um, we take that part of out of it. Yeah. So I think what, from an OB standpoint, I think we're guilty of saying, well, it could just wait till you're delivered. And from a dental standpoint, it's, it it is, well, I can't do anything while you're pregnant. And what we're trying to say here in this conversation is that that's not true. You can advocate for yourself. If it's something that's painful, if you know there's something wrong, there is a safe time. There are safe medications. There are safe anesthesia. There are dental x-rays that are safe to get get it addressed. Because, and again, I've seen several issues with women later in the pregnancy that it was neglected, either because they neglected it themselves. You know, patients have to take some responsibility if they don't go and get, you know, but also because some nobody would see them. And then they end up with either an abscess and a major mouth infection, the whole side of their face is swollen up and we don't want it to get that far. Right. Right. Because mm-hmm. right. then that does become a problem. Uh, and that can put you in the hospital with preterm contractions and preterm labor and then needing something done under more, even more anesthesia. Because when right. it gets to that point, you can't just use lidocaine. As Dr. Right. Uh, Lurai said, you have to be put to sleep or have some kind of other uh, anesthesia to, t- to address it. Right. So, just address it earlier on, get your oral health in, in check as soon as you can so that we don't have to deal with those, those issues later on. And don't be afraid to let someone know you have something going on in your mouth. 
first and yeah. foremost. Because I see that too. They'll tell me about everything else. They'll tell me about they 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 think their toe is this, but they won't tell me that they have this raging, <laughs> <laughs> raging toothache <laughs> in their mouth, right? I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. You see I don't that know too. why, but some people just don't think about like what goes on in their mouth to be related to anything else, yeah. or you know, not important. And sometimes it doesn't hurt. Like gum disease doesn't really hurt you know until it's too far and you've mm -hmm. lost the tooth you know so, so what are what are some good indications um when someone is either trying to receive or pregnant that they might have gingivitis that they might have periodontal disease let's just say it's someone who's not the best at getting their routine dental mm -hmm. health and what, are, what would be some of the signs that maybe something's going on and they need to be checked out when your gums bleed by just looking at them. Some yeah. people, you know, they'll come in after not having been seen for five to 10 years. Yeah. And, you know, taking x-rays will get their gums to bleed yeah. if they're not doing anything. So again, your body will tell you, your body will tell you that you are not doing the right things in your mouth by the swelling in the gums. You know, I notice sometimes like when I overeat and my body tells me the, the way I feel that this isn't what you're supposed to be doing so they know you know there, like you said there are mm -hmm. signs that they're not doing the right thing or that they can do better you know and that we I, need to clean things up I think one of the things too is if you're not the best at going to the dentist and you you may brush your teeth three times a day mm -hmm. but take some floss and go in between your teeth and if you start mm -hmm. seeing bleeding, something's going on. I know yeah. I've done that because I'm not the best at flossing. I'm just not. And, and I think, you know, everything looks okay. And then I'm like, okay, I'll floss today. And I'll start flossing. I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm like, yeah. my gums are bleeding. I'm like, oh, crap. Okay. Yeah. Been, bad yeah. breath is another thing. Bad breath. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So bad breath. So there are things that, that can be signs um, that you need to go get things in check. So for all of the one, one, women that are out there that are trying to conceive, put that on your list of things to do while you're trying mm -hmm. to conceive. Find a uh, dentist you're comfortable with. Find somebody yeah. you trust, you know, mm -hmm. ask your friends and, you know, you've got to be somewhere you feel comfortable. Yeah. And you also, your obstetrician or gynecologist, they, they know who they like as far mm -hmm. as dentists in the community or who they work with. Right. So ask them. Another yeah. good place, and I say this every chance I get, whatever insurance you have, you can call and get a list of dentists that accept your insurance so that you don't have to call 75, I'm exaggerating, to find whoever right. takes your insurance plan. And also for women with Medicaid, women with Medicaid can still see a dentist, okay? Mm -hmm. um, so there's different forms of Medicaid. Um, pre, you know, women that are already on Medicaid before they even get pregnant, you can find those dentists. But then there's also Medicaids that are only applied once you're pregnant. Mm -hmm. But dental health can still be covered under that, okay? So once you get pregnant and you get your Medicaid, um, uh, it's in, you know, in order and it's in, in effect, call a dentist to get in to be seen, especially, and, and I will say a lot of women that are on Medicaid and, and don't have insurance until they're, they're pregnant, they're, they're having all kinds of things being neglected and I'm sure it's going to be their dental health as well. So put that on your list of things to do once your Medicaid is in, in effect. Yeah. Okay. So let's go through and let's answer some questions. Mm -hmm. Let me see. Oh yeah. Hannah is right. Overall health is so important. Yeah. So Indigo's, Indigo's, Indigo Swirls was saying, I was so scared to go to the dentist when I was pregnant. I'm just going to be honest. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of the dentist. I've never had. Well, been. you don't come to my office. I, but uh, that would change. And my dentist is a little uptight, so then I have something to do with it. But why do you think pregnant women are so scared? I mean, they'll go 
I mean, and, and I'm, they, they will go to the OB, they'll go in it, but why are so, women so afraid to go to the dentist when they're pregnant? Well, I think there's always a phobia too with dentists. You know, I, I hear it every, I hate the dentist. I hate the dentist, but also I don't think they want to be judged. I don't judge, you know, yeah, I'm not judging yeah. them, but they don't, you know, they're just high on pregnancy and want to, yeah. you know, concentrate on baby, but you know, we, we want to help with that. Yeah, going to the dentist should not be any more scary, more scary than going to your OBGYN and having your cervix checked. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> right? So just go, just go to the dentist. And yeah. ask your friends, ask your doctor who they like, and who they think is good with pregnant women, because I'm sure everybody has an opinion and, and just start there. Yep. Um, let's see. I saw a few come through. Okay. Uh, so sugar-free gum helped tremendously to stop me from salivating all day. I would literally sleep with them in my mouth. So we'll talk a little bit about, um, tylism. Tylism is a form of nausea and vomiting in pregnancy. It's not talked about very much because people don't really understand it. And that's where you might have some nausea. You're not really vomiting, but you're mm -hmm. salivating copiously. And even, you might even have a spit cup with you, mm -hmm. a spit bag. And it's just excess salivation, and it's even hard, hard to eat. It's, it falls into that realm. Um, but tylism, I'm, I'm guessing that that could affect your teeth as well by excesses salivating, right? Well, saliva is actually good in that it's it good. washes okay. away. It washes yeah. away stuff. When you have dry mouth, that, dry that, mouth is worse. Okay. Know, okay. Dry mouth is worse. You know, excess yeah. saliva may be uncomfortable, but, you know, um, to not have enough is yeah is worse is, okay it's worse than yeah but the, yeah the tylism is again is not very common i've seen you know maybe 10 to 20 cases in my entire career um but it is very impressive the amount of saliva that's produced and it usually unfortunately if you have tylism it's p-t-y-a-l-i-s-m if anybody's watching and wants to look um it uh it is not easy to ignore and it's uh it's it affects Honestly, it's I've hard. never heard it and I'm gonna yeah. look it up. You gotta look I've it up. I've been a it's, dentist for nineteen years and it's I've not yeah. heard <laughs> it's yeah. uh it is again, it's not very common, um, but uh, they will literally salivate and spit their entire pregnancy. It's not something mm. that lasts like nausea and vomiting of pregnancy and pregnancy mostly over about fourteen, sixteen weeks or so. It's mm -hmm. until the day they deliver. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Great info. Myth busted. Okay. Um, okay. I have periodontal disease. Will this get worse in pregnancy? It can. That. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It can okay. definitely. Yeah. Um, not, not just the process, but again, as a pregnant, you may not really take care like you would maybe if you weren't pregnant or after baby when you are neglecting yourself. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, uh, I think the neglect probably gets a little bit worse once baby's here because mm -hmm. we fall asleep when the baby sleeps, we forget to brush our teeth. We're eating whatever we can get our hands on. We're drinking whatever we can get our hands on. And so if you already have something that's pre-existing, um, you should get it assessed. Uh, and if you can't do it until postpartum, you got to find a way to get it in and get it taken care of postpartum because it will most definitely probably flare yeah. up in your postpartum period. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yes, I had that. I was spitting all day long. I was so uncomfortable to deal with all day long. Yeah. Uh, it, I wrote a paper on that. it actually. I, it's one of my, uh, it's, it wasn't a research paper. It was, uh, write uh, that down. For, you I, said, I, it's, it's a P, right? P P T Y. 
Tylism. A L I S M. Yeah. I'm going to look it up. It's pretty gnarly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it literally went the way that the day I delivered weird. I had to have a cup all day. Yep. And, and the most, uh, and it is more common in African American women um, who have tylism. Um, so there is a predisposition to that, but yeah, it's pretty, pretty impressive. Uh, so my nurse practitioner blamed it on ethnicity, which annoyed me. She assumed I was Haitian. So no, I, 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 I <laughs> sorry, I'm not, I'm not, but it is that, you know, I, my patient population, the ones that I've seen are mostly, uh, it, it can happen to anybody, but it is predisposed for um, African American women. So, okay. So can you think of anything else we did not cover? I hope that we dispelled any myths. I hope that we've impressed upon you guys how important dental health is in pregnancy and in the trying to conceive period. I think the biggest takeaway for me, and then you can give me yours, um, when, it, when it comes to dental health and pregnancy, is that you should treat it just like you would anything else with your health. Um, when you're trying to get your body in shape for trying to conceive in pregnancy, it, it should be just as important as anything else that you do. And don't neglect it because the consequences of neglecting it, especially as you, you know, get further in your pregnancy, can lead to an intervention that could have been avoided. Definitely. So that's the biggest takeaway. And what would, what would you say? Um, I definitely want to go back and talk about, you know, what you can do while you're pregnant, okay. again, brushing twice a day, flossing, using fluoride toothpaste. If you don't know what to use, look on the back. ADA approved, it's good. Um, chewing sugar-free gum with xylitol, um, using a fluoride rinse and, you know, going in and getting your regular checkups, taking supplements and vitamins. Mm -hmm. um, after you have the baby, it's really important to know about how to take care of your baby and their teeth. When do they go to the dentist? You know, we always say yes. when they first get a tooth till one, you know, either mm. then or by the time they're one, you should take them to the dentist. Honestly, a lot of times, you know, we don't really do anything. You know, we see them, we try to polish, we'll put some fluoride on their teeth, but it gets them in that habit. Every six months, you'll bring them in, even if they cry every six months. At some point, they're comfortable. So you're starting good habits with your kids. And we can talk to you about sippy cups and how, yes. yeah. you know, not to have sugary drinks or milk left in sippy cups for mm -hmm. your kids to sip on all day long and yeah. have acids in their mouth. So we do a lot of that conversation. So we may not do much with the mouth, you know, in that mm. appointment, but we do a lot of education. So, mm. you know, taking care of you, making sure you have enough calcium as you're pregnant helps, you know, the, the developing fetus, you yes. know, and the teeth that are developing in your child and um, sets them up for, mm -hmm. you know, success. Yeah. So, but, but along the same lines, I, uh, I had my kids, uh, I am, so overly cautious about their dental care. And that's because I grew up, it was not important um, mm -hmm. in my family for dental health was not important. Now we were um, uh, underprivileged. We were, I was a Medicaid kid and we didn't have that accessible. I had a lot of cavities when I was a kid. Um, it took me into my adult life to get my dental health in and in, in check. So for having my kids, that was something that was, has been so important to me. And, you know, just to give you a few other stats that you brought that up, we talked about one in four women of childbearing age having untreated cavities. Also, children of mothers who have, who have high levels of untreated cavities or tooth loss are more than three times more likely to have cavities as a child. And then children with poor oral health status are nearly three times more likely to miss school because of dental pain. 
And we may think it's something else and not even realize it's their, their mouth. So, you know, start with yourself and getting a dental routine for yourself that translates into your, to your children. And all those little things are so important. Um, it is so important. So uh, yeah, my kids have been started going to the dentist within a week of turning one and they go twice a year and they've gone twice a year. Um, and, uh, I, uh, because overall dental health and just general, if you, we don't have to go into this, but we know that bad dental hygiene and bad dental health can lead to Things with heart disease in adults. I mean, it's yes. far reaching. Okay. Risk we do know factor that. for lung disease. Lung heart disease. disease. Yes. yes. Yeah. So we're, we're talking specifically here about pregnancy, but even as an adult, it can have bad, bad dental hygiene can have, and dental health can have impa- impact on your overall health. So right. it's so important to, to have that addressed. Um, is there a certain prenatal vitamin to live with? Should be prescribed. So of course there's a gazillion prenatal vitamins that can be prescribed. Um, I have done videos on the, uh, the prenatal vitamin that I recommend. I like the Nature's Made uh, prenatal vitamin with DHA. You can get that over the counter. Um, but if you are of reproductive age, your OBGYN can prescribe you a prenatal vitamin if you want something that's prescribed. But really, they're, they're pretty much the same as what you can get over the counter. And there was a, there's another one. I forget what the name of it is. Um, once a day prenatal vitamin. It's a pink and purple label, with also with DHA. Um, so I would recommend... Uh, those are my two favorites because they're, they're cheaper and you don't have to have a prescription. Um, so, and then they have everything that you need if you are trying to conceive or pregnant. Um, okay. Anything else that we were going to talk about? Yes. That's all I have. This is a good discussion. I think we had a lot of good importance. Yeah. Yeah. So this, and if anybody um, has questions, they can always, you know, reach out and send me yeah. a message. So you can get Dr. Sarah Larai on um, Instagram at Dr. Dr. Sarah S A R A H Larai L O R E I, and also on yeah. TikTok, where she's really funny. She's much funnier than me. <laughs> no. um, very hum- very humorous, very funny, and you have the most awesome dental office number one and the coolest staff. That I've they ever are seen. the best. It's like they a team. Like it's like them. a team thing for you guys. They're like my like, kids. <laughs> they are. And then um, you can uh, PM me, PM her uh, here on Instagram. This video will be up on my Instagram TV on my feed, and I'll post it into my stories. Um, but I think that's all I have. Thank you so much. This yeah, thank wonderful. you for doing this. All right. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Um, and thank you again, Dr. Sarah Larai. And I foresee us doing more TikToks together in the future. Yeah. I can't so wait. If you, and I want to meet in person too. Where so. Where are you at physically? Where's I'm in Pennsylvania. <gasps> Which part? Harrisburg area, right in central PA. So how far are you from Pittsburgh? Three hours. That's where I went to dental school. Was in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I did residency in Pittsburgh. No and I'm way. actually gonna gonna be there the first or second weekend of November. So maybe I'll. Oh my God! Let me know. I might meet you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good to see good you. Thank you. you. Bye. All right, bye. I hope you enjoyed that discussion. Now listen to the next episode on new and emerging IVF options.